following a group of 10 young people in a series of facilitated workshops on issues relating to the climate crisis and the challenges we all face. There is no planet B. This is a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. If burning fossil fuels was so bad that it threatened our very existence, how could we just continue like before? A journey through the climate crisis is funded by commissioning the man with a television license fee. Hello and welcome to the final episode of A Journey Through the Climate Crisis. I'm devastated to be saying that it has been the best series. I've really enjoyed it. But we have quite the episode. We're ending off on a high. I'm Shannon Redmond, your host throughout the series. And I've gone on this journey with you and the group of 10 participants who I am very proud of, might I add. This week's episode is based completely on reflection, looking back, what worked, what didn't work and what were the best parts. It's a good one. 083 306 9696 is dinner's ready text or WhatsApp. If you do want to get in touch, then do so um, on that text line. The group have been working very hard on ads that are going to be going out and you'll hear those at the end of this week's episode, which I'm very, very excited for. They are absolutely incredible and I cannot wait for you to hear them. Now, I did say this week's episode is based on reflection and that starts now. Welcome back everyone to our 10th and final episode of the Climate Change and Climate Action Programme. Today is very much about reflecting back on the journey that we've all gone on for the last 10 weeks and just reflecting on on what we've learned. Um, So just going to check in overall, how do people feel that the last 10 weeks have gone? I found that being here for the past 10 weeks has been very insightful, getting to hear everybody's perspectives and and thoughts on the whole climate crisis situation. I had fun, yeah. I think that the the 10 weeks that we've been here have gone quite well, and everyone that has participated in this has learned at least one new thing about climate change and the impact that it has. I really enjoyed the past 10 weeks because I got to meet people throughout Kilkenny, and it really made an impact on how I think about the environment. So for me, it's been a privilege actually to be involved in this programme and to see everyone in this group grow, work together. Um, I've learned so much from all of the young people in this group. Um, And I know for me, it's actually been quite an emotional experience listening to the advertisements that are going to be played at the end of of the episode. Um, Knowing how much work has been put into this programme and the development of of these advertisements by everyone in the group. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the listeners getting to hear those later on. I would also like to kind of uh, follow on from what Ruth said. It has been a privilege also to work with ye over the last 10 weeks. Um, I think for me as well, I've learned a lot. Um, I have started to uh, probably annoy a lot of people in my life as well about making changes. So I suppose that's a positive as well. Um, it's made me more aware of what's going on uh, around us and in our environment and with the climate. But I think as well, what maybe our listeners 
don't get to see is the amount of work behind the scenes that goes into making this over the last 10 weeks. And for me, that was probably one of the highlights to see the amount of work that everybody put in. And these episodes are the result of that. So I suppose I'd just like to say well done to everyone. The main thing is that I really enjoy collaborating with other like-minded peers and like getting together and talk about this whole situation because, well, it needs to be spoken about. You know, we can't leave it in the dark. It's time to find out what the group thought of last week's session. Before we hear your ads, how did you find the last session about advertisement production? Did it open your eyes as to how radio ads work? Yes, it really did because... Uh, how ad, ads work on the radio and the TV are very different because on TV and television you have the freedom of using animations and visual effects while on the radio you don't have that so you have to rely on your vocal structure to you know enhance how people feel about whatever it is you may be advertising so it was very informative and I had a lot of fun training our own. I thought that last session was very informative I I did not really know much about how radio ads were made and how they were designed. I knew a little bit about how the TV ads were made uh, with kind of like an emphasis on the visuals and like visual metaphors within them. But uh, you don't have that on radio. So like Chessie said, you have to like rely entirely upon your voice and sound effects and other things such like that. Yes, it de- it definitely did. I found it really crazy how much effort is put into radio ads. The behind the scenes uh, was definitely crazy. Like I really didn't realize how much work was put into it. Yes, I think following on from what Emma said, like the amount of work that goes into an advert that might only be 30 seconds long that the listener is going to hear about, that it's kind of a little bit insane uh, to see all the work and production that goes into that. But I suppose it just proves then that 30 seconds sometimes is enough to have an impact with an advert. I suppose like other people have said, a lot of the time we think of advertisements and we we think about, you know, the the visual ones that we see on on TV. I know that was the first place I went to when I was talking about um, an ad earlier. But actually, I I learned from the last session how, how much work goes into a radio advertisement because you have to appeal to all the other senses and you have to paint a picture with words very much so and the tone tone of voice. So I, I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed that session. What did the rest of the group think of the session last week? Yeah, I'd say the session did open my eyes a bit because well before I never really, I suppose, fully considered all the effort that goes into say writing a script or even just recording everything and then editing it all together. So yeah, I'd say I'd say it did help. Yes, it did. Um, it was really interesting. I didn't realise how much work goes on behind the scenes for some things that like might only be on radio for like a couple of seconds. I thought it was really interesting seeing the behind the scenes and radio and seeing all the technology they have to use to get it to your radio. Um, I re- especially enjoyed how they made uh, voice ads. I learned from our tour that when you're being on radio and creating voice ads that you have to be able to create an image in the listener's head because you obviously can't show pictures or videos. 
Yeah, the session with Elle really did open my eyes to a whole new aspect of radio that I didn't know. And as I said before, I wasn't really aware um, of how ads were created and the behind the scenes work that went on. And it was really interesting to learn about something new because while we all have participated in this radio show, it's usually just a talk show kind of thing. We didn't really know about the behind the scenes, the ad aspect of it. And I I thought that was something um, really interesting to learn about. So they all really enjoyed the session. But did they enjoy the creation of the ad? How did they find scripting and putting the ad together? Let's find out. How did everybody find producing and creating the adverts that you made? It was tiring and repetitive. So when you're making a radio ad, you don't just say one thing and like leave it to the magic of editing. You have to repeat stuff a lot to make sure there's clarity so people understand what you're trying to say and whatnot. So yeah, it takes a lot of precision and attention to detail. But overall, I think our efforts are good. Before we actually created the ad, we had to, first of all, know what we were going to say. So we had to write some sort of script. And yeah, there were a lot of notes crossing and yeah, maybe we should add this, maybe no, we shouldn't. So yeah, we relied a lot on collaboration on what exactly we should put out to the world. I think that what probably the most difficult thing about making the ad was trying to get the script in to like fit the time of the ad because you really the ad only lasts 30 seconds and then you have to have the time for the music to fade in and fade out so really you only have 28 seconds at best and then you have to fit in your message within those 28 seconds while still kind of like not just running through the uh, full page of just information so you can't just overload the uh, or the listeners with a bunch of information in less than half a minute so you have to like space it out kind of pick and choose what is necessary what can you leave out without ruining the script and the message I found it very fun but really tiring and hard to keep it simple yeah you definitely do need to put a lot of um, relatability into your ad though so people can actually understand it and go oh I'm like that so I better do this now I really enjoyed um, kind of the script writing part of it initially because we had a few different groups kind of writing scripts to see what we were going to focus in on. So again, like Richard was saying, you're trying to pack in a lot of information and a key message in a very short space of time. But going from words on a piece of paper to the end product of the ad was just super. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I found it a very fun experience. It was great to see the collaboration between the different people in the group that I was with. Um, a lot of a lot of different ideas, but they they merged really well together. And I found that um, in the group, they really listened to the direction of L, and that was you know like what other people have said there, you know the the emotive aspect of it, um, you know. Who who is listening to the ad, and how can how can you appeal to to people's conscience really in in this case? Um, because you know, as we've said the whole way through, climate change is something that affects everyone. So I think that everyone just did a fantastic job. They really listened to the the um, 
the brief for the project and they definitely delivered on it. So it was brilliant. How did the rest of the group find the creation of the ad? I think the creation of the ad and like the process that we went through to make the ad was really, really fun. It was something new. It was something I'd never done before. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed making the scripts. Um, and it's just something new that I'd never done. So it was definitely something that um, introduced me to a whole new aspect of radio, which I really enjoyed. I really liked the creation of the ad. Um, the scripting was really fun and we got to be a part of the editing as well. I liked the ad creation process. I liked just all of us dividing into groups, then sitting down, then being given a time limit to write out an ad, and then obviously reading out and voicing that ad and figuring out how to say it. I liked that. I think it was a good process. I'd do it again. Um, it was hard but fun, like too trying to come up with a script that could like only be used for seconds and I also was like trying to imagine what it would sound like for the listeners. It has been an incredible 10 weeks with the most amazing guest speakers and I'm very very proud of how it all turned out but which ones stood out for the group? What were their favourite sessions? Who were their favourite guest speakers? What were their favourite moments from the series? Let's have a listen. So while we're on the topic of looking back on our favourite episodes, I suppose it would be a good opportunity now to revisit some of the main themes that we covered over the 10 episodes and to see what kind of jumped out for you. I really enjoyed the first episode about the about climate change and its impact on the environment. Uh, is because I know, I know a little bit about the topic like just enough to make me or before I began this I knew just enough about it that, uh, to intrigue me in the topic and the first episode just really helped me to or really helped to like broaden my knowledge on the topic another thing that I really liked with the first episode is we got introduced to each other and we got to hear each other's opinions about the about climate change and all the different other topics of climate change that we could look into as well. The first episode is the most memorable because it's when we all got together and finally, you know, met each other. We did a fun icebreaker episode as well that I had a lot of fun with. My favourite episode was the housing one. We had a little competition on building houses that I enjoyed and our ideal, like, homes on how to and how it should be built in the most sustainable way possible. We had our game pieces on. We were ready. We were. It was so competitive. I loved it. We also had a chance to speak with Colm O'Mahony from the Southeast Energy Agency, which was awesome because we got to learn how things work. And yeah, it really opened my eyes to how we use energy in our homes. Like, for example, the LED light bulbs, they, they just... When you turn on the lights, the electricity comes from somewhere and it should be coming in the most sustainable way possible. So it's better for the environment and our wallets even because, you know, more sustainability also equals less money. So we're saving. So yay. I really enjoyed the Food Waste and Groceries episode where we talked to Shane Casey from Carlow County Council and it really helped me realise how much we waste. And I also had a lot of fun playing bingo with alternatives to food waste. Um, 
Yeah, I remember that episode as well, Emma, and what kind of stood out, I think, for all of us was the statistics around food waste. And if my memory serves me correct, uh, we looked at how over a million tonnes of food are wasted every year. And I suppose the big impact as well was on families that we kind of end up throwing out 700 euros worth of food. What do you think about that? Yeah, I found the statistics really disappointing because I thought they would be a little bit lower. I found the talk with um, Malcolm Noonan really insightful. I thought it was really interesting to hear his opinions and what's being done in the climate justice movement and also just to be able to interact one-on-one with somebody who's in a decision-making position because the whole purpose of this program is to get young people involved in the aspects of climate justice movement Um, and one of those like one of the major aspects is to get young people involved in the decision-making and I thought this was a really great way to introduce us to that Um, and it was really interesting to be able to ask him questions and learn about what's being done. Um, I really enjoyed Anna's piece on sustainability and upcycling as that's something I like to do myself and I would like to encourage other people to do it too. I also like really liked um, developing a plan together so that it's not the end of our message to people about climate change. I really enjoyed seeing Malcolm and all the professional speakers and I also really enjoyed the creating of an ad and the editing and the scripting of it. It was nice to interview Minister Noonan, I found, because, well, I don't think anyone would really not like the opportunity to ask a government member some hard questions. But, um, yeah, it was nice to be able to do that sort of thing. And I think he answered them fairly honestly. So I think it went well. I suppose finding out more about the work the current government is doing in in terms of, well, the climate, obviously even if they've um, overshot the current carbon budget and everything and are behind on the plan. It's still interesting to get an insight into what they're doing and how they think of it, as well as what Minister Noonan himself is doing in regards to voting and well lowering sorry, the voting age for certain issues. I found that interesting to learn about. And I'd do it again. I'd ve- I definitely do that again if I could. The episode that really stuck out um, and resonated with me was the episode with Anna Sheehan from Refunk. Um, I suppose on reflection, it's something I've been really guilty of over the years um, with fast fashion. And I suppose maybe I have to admit my generation wouldn't always have been as conscious of how we used things and um, I'm, I've definitely been guilty myself of just disposing of of items rather than actually, as Anna pointed out, seeing how things can be can be revamped or made hip, made into something um, cool um, that everything has a use. So she really linked that to the circular economy, um, which I have to admit was a brand new term for me I've obviously been burying my head in the sand for many years but um, yeah it's really fantastic and I actually have taken on a couple of projects and I have upcycled a couple of pieces of furniture in my house and I'm definitely more aware of 
of how I shop um, when it comes to, to fashion. So, yeah, that was a really, that was the biggest learning for me. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm kind of following on from, from Ruth as well in relation to the circular economy. I think the trip to the recycling facility in Carlo was I suppose the word I'd use is nearly fascinating and I know that kind of sounds strange saying that you were going to a recycling facility it was fascinating because I suppose I was a little bit worried getting on a bus going to um, effectively the dump uh, to with a group of young people going what are we going to get out of this but it was just so interesting to see um, all the facilities that are, that are there for the public to use and kind of the access for all as well for everyone so that it's inclusive uh, for everyone to use their facilities and I'm not sure if I mentioned this before but um, it was just to see, to see and hear um, how they can recycle pretty much everything and that there's a place for everything there. And I even came away with a book to read because uh, they have a lot of people actually hand in books and they have a little library in their recycling facility, which was probably the thing that stood out the most for me as well. So when you bring your products to get recycled, you can go away with a book to read as well. Now, as I mentioned, this week's episode is all based on reflection. From looking back at this series, what do the group hope it achieves? That was really good to hear everyone's reflection on the last um, 10 episodes. And I suppose the next thing we need to look at is kind of what do you hope this achieves? You know, having put all these topics out there to the listeners, what would you like them to get from it? I really hope that this show spread awareness about climate change and how important important it is to know about it. I hope that this achieves uh, giving people more awareness about climate change and climate action and hopefully it inspires people to take action against climate change. From personal experience, I was always terrified that I couldn't do much because coming from a minority, not many people would focus on me and whatnot. So what I hope to get from from doing all this is to show other people that no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, no matter what you identify with, you can be part of the solution. What are the rest of the group's hopes for the series? I hope this series creates awareness about things mentioned in it that even myself wouldn't have thought about before. I hope people really take what we are talking about and how serious this topic of climate changes and that everyone has a part to play in it to make it better. Um, I hope this series will bring a sort of awareness to people our age about the environment because ultimately we'll be the ones most affected. I hope this series makes people realise that every single individual action that we take has a consequence towards the climate crisis and there's a lot we can do to alter our behaviour and there's a lot that can be done. And I hope it also makes people realise the importance that young people hold in the decision-making aspect of the climate justice movement and how important it is to have the opinions of young people on matters that affect us. Um, and yeah, I hope their takeaway from this will be like their actions do matter and they can help in the fight for climate justice. The whole point of this series was to bring awareness to the climate crisis and to fill us all in on ways we can help stop it. Now that the series has finished, how will the group continue to spread awareness? 
we've heard what you all hope this programme achieves, but are you actually going to do more to make sure the awareness is kept now that the programme is coming to an end? I'll definitely um, get people to watch shows like this or uh, go on podcasts or whatever to, you know, keep the awareness alive. Like To uh, like try raise awareness, I'm going to tell uh, people in my school who about about this uh, show and they tell them how they can see all the episodes on KCLR even if even though a few people do know about it already and even, so even though the show will have ended they can still listen to it back on the on KCLR website I think what I'm going to continue to do is to you know take the first step do what I can to help but also focus on turning off appliances when they're not in use and whenever I'm at a friend's house and it's broad daylight ask them if they can turn off the lights and whatnot because even little things like that can help make a huge difference I think like what the other said as well I'd be encouraging people to listen back to this if they hadn't heard it and I think for me as well it'll be encouraging my family to kind of spread the word as well so if they start doing stuff um like Chesley said, every little kind of helps around the place. So if they start doing things and then they encourage their friends and then their friends encourage others, it kind of hopefully will start the snowball effect of change. I suppose, like Richard was was saying earlier, this programme has hopefully inspired other people to to make change. And then, like Chesley is saying, that the best way to do that is leading by example so um, I suppose if, if I can try and implement changes in, in my behaviours around climate change, hopefully other people in my life will, will follow suit. What are the rest of the group going to do to make sure that awareness is spread? To ensure that awareness is still being spread, I'm still going to continue being part of my Green Schools Committee at school, keep helping raise that awareness um, and make sure that People know how they can help. That's the most important thing, I think. And also, um, hopefully, the continuation of climate groups such as these will also help to raise awareness. Hopefully now when the series comes to an end, I'll be more educated on climate change and I'll be able to tell my classmates and my siblings on how they can do their part to reduce climate change. Um. I will continue to do my part and try to encourage my friends and their families to do stuff too and maybe talk to my school about running an awareness campaign. Now it's on to the next question. Do the group think the series will make a change? Do you think that this programme has made a difference? Or will it, will it make a difference? I do think that the programme will make a difference because... It is already kind of like widespread enough. Like the first day that it aired, uh, the day after the Friday in school, the first thing in the morning, about four people went up to me asking if I was on the radio that uh, yet the day before. So it's definitely widespread, and people are listening to us, especially the younger generations. How did that feel? People coming up to you in school and and having recognised your your voice on the radio. Uh, it kind of felt weird because I don't really do anything like that. So I'm not really used to people asking me, was that you on 
the radio or was that you in this video? But it's really showing that, that the word is, is getting out there and it's fantastic to hear that there were young people in your school listening to, to the show. I definitely think that this programme has made a difference and it definitely spread a lot more information information about the topics that we talked about. Yeah, when I heard it, I definitely felt really proud, but it was a bit weird hearing my voice on the radio for the first time and having people come up to me and saying that they were listening to the show. And I also heard uh, some of our ads on the radio when I was on the bus into school on Friday, I think. No, Thursday. I'm not sure what day it was, but it was definitely weird. Well, I sure hope that this is making a difference because it would be really bad if it didn't. I have a lot of people listening, including my family and some friends that are all over the place, like my friend in Leitrim, who I told about this. Shout out to her, Grace McIntyre. Hi. So speaking of change, how has this series changed the group individually? Has their thinking changed? How has your thinking changed around the topic of climate change? I guess the way that being here has changed my way of thinking is that I'm way more practical when it comes to saving things, like turning off the lights when nobody's in the room, buying only food that I know I'm going to eat, you know, investing in reusable items such as coffee, coffee mugs and bottles, and, you know, clothing. I'm not going to buy a ton of clothing if I'm only going to wear some amount of it, you know. I'm more... I'm more practical in my way of thinking and how I purchase and purchase goods and services. I think one thing that has changed is whenever I think of climate change now, instead of like just thinking about uh, the carbon emissions from energy production, which is often ju- the only thing that is or the primary thing that is taught in schools on the topic of climate change. Now I also think about like the wasteful spending of on foods that we just throw out um like food that we import from like very far away uh and all the emissions that come from the transport of those and also the fast fashion industry with the very with the very wasteful one time wear uh and like two or one month uh like uh, production of like specific types of clothes that then just instantly go out of fashion and are all thrown out. I think I've become a lot more aware about climate change. For, for for example, when I have to go to an after-school group, I walk instead of getting someone to drive me. It's definitely changed my views on climate change. I think my thinking has changed since being involved in this um, group because I've heard a lot of different opinions and I've heard a lot of different perspectives and I think my thinking has widened due to that fact and I've um I know a lot more than I did now about the complexities of the climate crisis which really helps in navigating it so um yeah I've learned a lot and um it's been really fun my thinking has changed a lot, more than I expected. I thought I knew about climate change, but by participating in the series, I realised I didn't really know much. Um, I'm definitely a lot more conscious about things we recycle and trying to recycle more. Um, I've also started to think more about our food waste and how we can reduce it. Um, I think these things are very important.
So it has changed the thinking of the group individually, but has it changed the lives of those around them? Has it impacted those at home personally? What changes are they making? It's been really good to hear how it has created change for you guys in relation to this. But I suppose, do you think this has impacted on your families and has it created change for them? I think that it has, because uh, since we're learning all of this and this is going out onto the radio, there everyone listening, so our families, friends and all the other listeners, they're also going to be learning all about this as well and... They will also hopefully make the changes that are being taught in this. Yes, I think it's really impacted my family. Like, for example, we use a lot more candles instead of turning on a lot of lights in the house. Yeah, definitely. Just ha- being here has impacted my family's life as well because just just recently, the other day, my dad came up to me with the electric bill and he was like, it, the cost was reduced dramatically. And he was like, hold on, Shetty, maybe you're really onto something here. Because I'm always at home advocating that we don't need the lights on. Like, for example, when we're eating, like, you don't need to see the food to eat it. We know it's on the plate and it's not going anywhere, so, and whatnot. So, yeah, it has helped. The people in my household have definitely become a lot more climate conscious. Um, we try to not buy as much when we're doing the weekly shop to reduce waste. And we also recycle our clothes. Yeah, I think a lot has changed in my household. I think um, my parents and my siblings are more climate conscious. They're more aware of the impact that their actions have on the environment. And like we're all doing our part to help, which I think is how it should be um, in all households, if it can be, to ensure that we're all doing our part to help in the fight for climate justice. It has definitely changed my life. Now I'm going around being way more careful or doing simple things like tearing off the lights when they're not needed on or even stopping to think before throwing something in the bin. Um, I think in our house we are just more aware than we were before this and we have definitely reduced food waste in our house which is good and it saves a lot of money as well. I think I'm a bit like Chessie in this, that um, I'm going around switching off lights at home as well, much probably to the annoyance of my family. But I think maybe they're catching on a little bit as well, um, because I saw my daughter actually going around switching off stuff the other day. I think as well in work, I have been very conscious of spreading the word about what we're trying to achieve and again, turning off the lights. So hopefully it's going to catch on with everyone. And just to say in relation to the food, waste it's probably been the main one that's impacted my family the most because we're now sticking to a food plan every week so that we put together a shopping list so you're only buying the food that you need and 100% it has reduced the cost of our food bill every week so that's really good. I definitely think that this show has had a really positive impact on my family my immediate family and my extended family um, from them listening to the show but also conversations that we've had as a result of them where I'm going home going do you know this or this is what the young people were telling me about um, for example um, I think someone brought up here either on air or off air about an app that is available where um, local shops can advertise food that is about to go off um, and you can get it at a much more reduced price um, and I suppose linked in with that as well is um, what we learned in the food lingo um, 
lingo bingo um, about uh, not shopping when you're hungry and um, little tips like that that definitely have um, have brought into my personal life um, and yeah the same with the energy in, in the house um, just not switching on lights the the tips from young people in the group about um, leaving your phone charger on constant. Um, so yeah, definitely made huge changes in my in my personal life. It's always good to reflect and see what you would do differently in a series like this. So we put it to the group. If you were to change something about it, what would you change? If you were to do this again, is there anything you would do differently? I think it actually went really well and I wouldn't change anything about it. I learned a lot and we taught a lot of people uh, loads. I would, if we were to do this again, I wouldn't really change much. But one thing that I would like to do is try get into a more in-depth like, analysis of certain areas of uh, climate change and like how we waste things such as... Like, uh, how incinerators and lots of carbon emissions affect like, basically everything on Earth. The, I agree with Richard about talking more in-depth about more advanced topics. Like, I could go on a full-on spiel about transport and what it's like for disabled individuals to travel around big cities. If there was one thing I could change, I should probably have brought in a reusable water bottle because recording on radio is thirsty work. <laughs> Again, for me, I, like the others, there isn't anything I would change about the process. I really enjoyed it and I think we all got a lot from it. And I suppose I'm going to sound a bit corny here saying this, but I suppose the only thing I would like to change is people's attitude around the climate. So I'm hoping that as a result of this, it'll be about changing people's minds about looking after their environment and the climate better. Yeah, I I also wouldn't change anything about the last 10 weeks the whole experience was was an amazing experience um, and there was just a lovely organic flow to everything. Um, I suppose if I was to, to change something on into the future, I wish it wasn't coming to an end. Um, and I, I think maybe that there is potential, as some of the guys have spoken about, for uh, spin-off groups or spin-off programs on a number of of different topics and that maybe this is a group that we could could keep going and that it doesn't have to be the end. What would the rest of the group do differently if they were to do the series again? I really enjoyed this experience and I wouldn't change a thing. I'm proud of what we have achieved as a group. If I could change anything about the program, I'd probably change how long it went on for. I'd definitely rather it went on for longer and I'd rather we could bring more people on for to write as well. I suppose if I was to do anything differently, I would probably have um, been a bit more careful in my research <laughs> on certain topics. But all in all, I wouldn't do that much differently. I think we did well enough. Okay, we've teased them for too long. It's time to let the group and you hear the incredible ads that they helped create. Take a listen to these. We lack the time for many things. Time for farewells. Time to come up with a good excuse for why we didn't unload the dishwasher. And time to talk about climate change. However, 
We can say that we need to act quickly, and we can say that doomsday is avoidable. We are all able to make a difference. Look up the causes and effects of climate change at un.org and 10 ways you can help fight the climate crisis at unep.org for more information. Climate change is not just one person's problem. Everyone can be part of the solution. Research and spread the word. Let's change minds to change the climate together. For more information, please visit un.org. they so amazing i feel so proud of the group for those incredible incredible ads but what do they think of the final outcome let's hear it so how does everyone feel after listening to that i'd say people can hear a quiver in my voice because i feel really emotional and proud after listening to those advertisements just think you're absolutely incredible they were absolutely brilliant um so how do you, how do you guys feel about about them after listening to them i really enjoyed listening to them they i found i think that they're both amazing and i didn't expect music to have such an effect on me in terms of everything and my and the advertisement that i was part of the second one is it sounded really like short and simple which was exactly what i was going for <laughs> i had a great time and i thought they were amazing <laughs> I really liked both of the ads. Like the first one with the with Matthew, I found that the music really made it kind of feel more less like a less like very um intense, like more kind of calm like it we don't have to panic just yet. But then with the one, the second one with Chesy, the music kind of felt more intense and changed and kind of like made it feel more intense, but not necessarily like panic, we're all going to die. Wow, yeah, it was definitely nice to see the finished products, and it's weird listening to it, knowing everything that was happening all behind the scenes and all the hard work that we put into both of them. Um, I was so surprised when I heard the ads. They were amazing, and everyone sounded so good. I think listeners will find them like really interesting. And um, hopefully they will make people like stop and think about climate change a bit more. I think the ads that we made are amazing. I think they'll have a really big impact as they're coming from a youth perspective. Um, and I think that the fact that we made the scripts ourselves really makes them meaningful because we worked on it ourselves and it's something that we're all really proud of. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for everyone to hear them. I think probably goosebumps is probably the first reaction I'd have Um, and very, very proud of everybody that was involved in this. And I think maybe the adverts are now the next part of the journey that we're getting the word out there and creating change. So well done to everyone. Oh, all's well. That ends well. An absolute cracker of an advert and the group are very, very happy. Now, this series has been second to none. It has been incredible. I absolutely loved every single second of it. And of course, 
Osir Youth are delighted to be involved. Let's hear from Jacinta as she stands as a spokesperson for Osir Youth on this programme. Now that we're at the end of our journey, um, from Osir Youth's point of view, we first of all would like to say how proud we are of all the young people that were involved with this project and stuck with it from start to finish. This project wouldn't have happened without you. I think you are the voices who are going to create change um, on this topic. From Osri Youth as well, uh, collaborating with KCLR was a wonderful experience. It's probably one of the things we enjoy a lot is collaborating with local agencies um, in working with young people on different topics. So it was fantastic to be part of this. Uh, us as staff have learned so much um, being on this journey with all the young people. And we hope that maybe it is the start of something else and who knows what might come out of this. And we can't let it go without hearing from our very own KCLR CEO, John Purcell. How do KCLR feel about being involved with the programme? It's fantastic, Shannon. We're really delighted. It's hard to believe that it was the summer, uh, May this year, when this journey, the journey through the climate crisis and the journey with this fantastic group of young people associated with Osri Youth started. I mean, what a really inspirational bunch of young people. There's Chessie, Sophia, Matthew H, Matthew B, Heather, Nola, Adam, Mida, Emma and Richard. And it was just a pleasure and an inspiration to get to know them. And of course, um, the team in Osri Youth, it's been a real pleasure working with them. Uh, we seldom undertake such broad projects as this, but Jacinta and Ruth uh, from Osri Youth have been really brilliant. And we think you know, it's been a fantastic programme, but hopefully uh, people taking part have um, benefited from it as well through their exposure to radio. They've certainly made fantastic uh, radio commercials and it's been great collaborating with them. So I'd just like to say a big thanks to all those people. And as well as that, I mean, we've had, you know, loads of guests and contributors and people um, that we've worked with and come into contact on this. We don't really do credits. Uh, you know, you'll see a, a film, you'll see the credits roll at the end. If we could roll the credits at the end of uh, this programme, it would be quite a cast. And uh, But we're very grateful to them all. And we're grateful to the listeners as well. And importantly, we hope that people will take some of the lessons uh, that they can have learned over the series and applied them to, the, to their daily lives. But last of all, and as the credits would come to the close, is yourself, Shannon, and thank you. Shannon Redmond, producer extraordinaire, uh, but not only producer, recorder, editor, wrangler, organiser, pusher, puller, you name it. Uh, Shannon, thank you. You've done a great uh, job on this and... Uh, all at Casey Law are really proud of this programme, a journey through the climate crisis. And while the series may have come to an end on air and live on air, it'll uh, reside very proudly in our archive. Uh, and something tells me we'll be repeating it and repeating it because it's really a message that bears repeating. So thanks every uh, once again to everybody, all the young people, all the leaders, Osri Youth, yourself, all the guests and contributors. It's been a, a fantastic journey and we're delighted to have been part of it. So we're nearly finished up, but we'll never let one go without checking in with Trish for Climate Curiosities. So for one final time, let's hear this week's Climate Curiosity. Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. Did you know that climate change can make some animals change their wardrobes? 
Warmer winters mean some animals like snowshoe hares are getting confused. They're not turning into fashionistas, but their fur is staying white when it should be brown, making them stand out in the snow. Climate change is like a fashion crisis for nature's creatures. Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. Thank you for that, Trish. And with that, we wrap up this series, A Journey Through the Climate Crisis. And what a journey it has been. I am incredibly proud of our 10 participants, of Jacinta, of Ruth, of John Price, of everyone for the involvement in this series. Thank you so much to everyone involved, to Commission Naman and everything that helped put this series together. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last we hear of it. Thank you so much for tuning our way over the last 10 weeks for this series. You can, of course, listen back to all episodes on the KCLR app and on the KCLR website. I think I'm going to do that just because I'll miss it so much. I'll listen back to them all. Thanks so much and chat soon. You've been listening to a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. To hear this episode again and more, download the KCLR app. A journey through the climate crisis is funded by Commissioner Man with a television license fee.